Welcome to God at Work, Stories of Grace and Faith. I'm your host, Chuck Groover, and today I figured I would go and take another a look at another classical composer by looking at Johann Sebastian Bach. But before I get into this episode, let me also take this time to mention a change kind of in the posting schedule. And you may have noticed with this episode, it's a couple days later than the every other Friday I was doing. And that's because I originally was going to start with next year, or basically next season, this posting schedule. But I figured I'd for the last few episodes of this season, I would kind of ease my way into it. And that's posting on the 1st and 15th of every month, instead of every other Friday. Also, another podcast I'm looking at doing, I will... It'll kind of be alternating with this one as far as the postings go, and that would be the 9th and 23rd of the month once I get a number of episodes prepared to record for that as well. So, with that announcement out of the way, let's get into this episode. Uh, Johann Sebastian Bach was a German composer and a musician of the Baroque period. So those out there that are kind of, I won't say musical snobs, but those that are more of a purist of keeping the different composers and musicians with the different periods, technically the Baroque isn't classical, as there was actually a time frame that was considered the classical period, if I remember right. And Bach was part of the Baroque period, just like there were some that were also part of the Romantic period. And Bach was known for uh, compositions such as Art of... I'm probably going to mispronounce this... Fuge, and the Bradenburg Concertos... Uh, St. Matthew, the St. Matthew Passion, the Mass in B minor. Uh, he was probably the most celebrated member of a large family of North German musicians. Uh, his contemporaries actually admired him as an outstanding harpsichordist, organist, and an expert on organ building. He was born uh, March 31st, 1865. Some sources might show March 21st. Um, If you remember in a couple of other episodes, I've talked about how there was this new system, old system of dating. And he was born kind of in that time when they were in transition between the two. So he, they often list both. Uh, dates as his birthday, but the 31st is with the new system, or pretty much our current system of dating. Uh, He was born in Eisenach, Syringia, uh, Ernestine Saxon duchies, 
and was the youngest child of Johann Ambrosius and Elizabeth uh, Lammerhart. And one thing you'll notice if you look at Bach, it seems like just about there was an overabundance of Johans in his family. Even his father, his father's brothers, I think some of them weren't also named Johan. Some of his brothers were also named Johan. Pretty much the differing factor between them all being that middle name. Uh, his father worked as the town musician in Eisenach and is believed to have been the one to teach uh, young Johann to play the violin. At the age of seven, Bach uh, was attending school where he received religious instruction, studying Latin and other, ob uh, other subjects. He was from a strong Lutheran family and had, and which his faith and beliefs would actually later influence his musical works. Uh, at the age of 10, tra tragedy struck him when both, after both of his parents had uh, died, so Bach pretty much found himself orphaned and was taken in by his older brother, Johann Christoph Bach, who was a church organist in Ordorf, or Ordruff. <clears throat> Again, with a lot of these German names, I'm probably going to mispronounce them, uh, where he received further musical instruction and was enrolled in a local school. And Bach actually stayed with his brother for about five years until he was 15. As a child, uh, Bach had a soprano singing voice that actually helped to land him a place at a musical school in Lundberg. Um, after arriving at the school, it was more likely that his voice changed and Bach switched, basically focused from singing to playing the violin and harpsichord. Uh, it's also believed that his experience at Lundberg, if not at Ordruff, actually turned him away from uh, secular music to where he focused chiefly on uh, playing and eventually composing uh, sacred music or church music. Uh, in 1703, Bach got his first job as a musician in the court of Duke Johann Ernst in Weimar, where he served pretty much as a jack-of-all-trades primarily playing the violin, but also at times filling in for the official organist. Uh, Bach gained a reputation of being a great performer, and due to his technical skill, he was eventually appointed to the position of organist at the new church in Arnstadt, where he was responsible for providing music for the religious services and special events, as well as teaching music. Uh, Bach, being an independent and arrogant young man, though, 
did not get along well with his students and was actually scolded by the church officials for not uh, pra practicing with them often enough. Also, a trip in 1705 where Bach extended out basically what was a few weeks or two weeks leave to in order to hear the organist uh, Dietrich Buxtude uh, didn't really help the situation. In 1707, Bach uh, left Arnstad for an organist position at the Church of St. Blaise in Mühlhausen, where he basically clashed with the pastor or over musical styles. Um, after a year, Bach eventually became the organist at the court of Duke Wilhelm Ernst. It was while he was pretty much in this position that he wrote many of his church cantatas and some of his best con compositions for the organ, such as uh, Toccata and Fuge in D minor and the cantata Hers und Mund und Tat, which I guess translated into English is Heart and Mouth and Deed, where one section is actually the famous uh, Yesu, Joy of Man's Desiring. In 1717, Bach uh, accepted a position with Prince Leopold of, Arn of Anhalt-Kothen, who had a passion for music. However, Duke Wilhelm had no interest of actually letting Bach go, and even went so far as imprisoning Bach for several weeks before eventually allowing him to go to Kothen. Uh, it was at this time in Kothen that Bach devoted much of his time to instrumental music, including some of his finest violin works. Uh, it was also, I believe, at this time where pretty much he did, was ended up having to focus mostly on producing uh, secular works, but one thing of note is that even in Bach's secular works, he still reflected his deep commitment to his faith with putting the initials I and J on the sheet music, which stood for the Latin phrase in nome Jesu, uh, or again translated into English, in the name of Jesus. In 1721, in tribute to the Duke of Bradenburg, Bach wrote his Bradenburg Concertos, which are considered to be some of Bach's greatest works. It was also in this year that Prince Leopold got married, and his wife discouraged the prince's interest in music, leading Bach to eventually leading Bach to having to find work when the prince dissolved his orchestra in 1723. It was also around this time that Bach completed his first book of the Well-Tempered Clavier, which was a collection of keyboard pieces to help students learn 
certain techniques and methods. Bach eventually auditioned and signed a contract for a position as the new organist and teacher at St. Thomas Church, where he was required to teach at the school and provide new music for services each week. Uh, this led Bach to throw himself into writing cantatas such as the Christmas Oratorio, which was a series of six cantatas that reflect on the holiday. He also created musical interpretations of the Bible, often referring, referred to as his passions, the most famous being the Passion according to St. Matthew. Uh, one of his later religious masterworks was the Mass in B minor, where sections of it were de developed in 1733, but the actual composition of it was not complete or was not finished until 1749, and the complete work was actually never performed during Bach's lifetime. Uh, by 1740, Bach's eyesight was going, and although he continued to work despite of it, uh, even per performing for Frederick the Great, the King of Prussia, in 1747, uh, in 1749 he started a new composition, The Art of Fuge, but it was never completed, uh, trying, because trying to fix his failing eyesight with surgery, Bach ended up going completely blind later that year in 1749, and eventually suffered a stroke, uh, dying on July 28, 1750. Uh, during his one thing to note about Bach is even though we view him as a one of the great and well-known classical composers, being one of the names that if you were to ask a composer about a, anyone that composed classical music, his name, along with Beethoven and Mozart, would be up there in the top names you'd probably hear. Uh, but during his lifetime, he was actually known more for being an organist than a composer. Uh, very few of his works actually were published while he was alive. And he basically, but he was a master at invoking and maintaining different emotions, as well as pretty much being a, an expert storyteller using melody to suggest actions or events. He's considered to be the best composer of the Baroque era and actually one of the most important figures in classical music again. So, pretty much that's Johann Sebastian Bach. Uh, I'm not sure if I'll go into another episode talking more on his music. Or if I'll just finish off with the last two uh, episodes I have planned out. But let me leave you with this quote from Bach. Uh, I found a website that had a number of quotes. And a lot of his, these quotes uh, reflect, again, a lot on his faith. But I really like this one. The aim and final end of all music should be none other than the glory of God and the refreshment of the soul. 
So again, that was Johann Sebastian Bach. I'm Chuck Groover, and that's God at Work. God at Work, Stories of Grace and Faith, is brought to you by Becoming God's Man Ministries and is written and produced by Charles Groover. If you have any questions, comments, or stories of how God has worked in your life that you would like to share, you can contact us at stories at godatworkpodcast.com or by leaving a voicemail or texting 727-315-0830. If you would like to support God at Work or Becoming God's Man Ministries, you can find out how by going to either godatworkpodcast.com or becominggodsman.com. Opening theme is Fine Line and closing theme is Airline, both by Geographer and obtained from the YouTube audio library. And as always, thank you for listening.